Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. April Collins. Hi. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. Today, Delaney, April, Beatrice, and I are talking episode 25 of Mysticons, Twin Stars Unite, that aired uh, yesterday, Saturday, at 8 a.m. on Nicktoons. Uh, that's the time slot Mysticons is airing now. This is the penultimate episode of the, what we're considering the second season of Mysticons. We talk Mysticons every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Mysticons on iTunes and subscribe there or YouTube to not miss any of our future Mysticons podcasts. Uh, big spoilers for this episode of Mysticons. Really make sure you've seen Twin Stars Unite. Get out now if you have not seen this episode. Um, that being said, the, the, alter- the alternate leave. Uh, leave immediately. The alternate title for this podcast is the Zarya's the Twin Celebration Podcast. We did it. Uh, <laughs> we got to <laughs> right. We did it. Yeah. It happened. This far, you guys. <laughs> we'll be sell- this is an uh, X minutes long celebration. <laughs> it's, it happens. And uh, we're going to be talking about it. So uh, let's let's dive right in. Delaney, what are your reactions to this episode? The whole time I was like, they're going to do it. It's going to be Zarya. <laughs> and then it happened. Like, I like like I like how they did it. Because, like, the first I was like, it's not going to work. It's not, And then, like, kind of, I was like, oh, my God, is it going to work? And then it didn't work. And then Zarya just, like, casually leans up against <laughs> it. Oh, so good. And then everyone's just so confused. It's fabulous. Yeah. Uh, I thought you liked the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, I feel like, other than the fact that it's Zarya, not a lot happens, other than the dragon's really cool. Though it was really funny, like, Necrofa just, like, trashed. I thought it was a really good episode for Necrofa. She, like, one, she's absurdly tall. And I just, her eyes, I'm captivated by her eyes in this episode. It's so weird. Like, she just looks shocked <laughs> the whole episode. And then she'll, like, do her weird, like, face switch thing. So I thought it was a really good Necroff episode. Like it was like not that we like got to know Necroff or anything, but I just thought it was a good Necroff episode. Yeah, and she, then she, she like she, Taz was like terrified the whole time. Yeah, Necroff was very hype at the end about the dragon coming out. <laughs> she was like, "Yay, dragon!" <laughs> so hype. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Okay, yeah, I agree. It was a good Necroff episode. April, what are your reactions? Um, it was a really good episode. Like. Uh, the B plot like was very like hit or miss for me, but like it was nice seeing Tasma like doing stuff, I guess, and um, I guess actually being useful, even though she sort of uh, dropped the ball on you know figuring out that Zarya is the real twin, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but it was good, like it was kind of like nice to see them like like. I guess Necrofa's powers a little bit more because we've only ever seen her really like screaming and then just being like soft but angry on Tasma. So that was kind of cool. And we got to see the spectral dragon. So that's exciting. Um, but like whatever, like whenever it didn't work, I was like, yep, here we go, guys. Zarya's going to be the twin. I'm ready for it. Like, like all she's got to do is just touch it. And then I saw Arcana just like put her hand on it. And I was like, it's happening. This is going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like in that simple touch. Like, and then I was just waiting. I was like on the ed- edge of my seat. Like, come on, Zarya, touch the other one. Do it. Like, I don't care how you touch it. And then she did. And I like fist bumped in the air. <laughs> it was, it was good for me. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. So hype. Okay. Uh, Beatrice, what did you think? I mean, first of all, I just want to say, like, Dylan, you were 
on point. Like everything you described. Don't, in the no, last pod- sh- no, don't. Delaney, you missed it last, last at the end of the last podcast. I was oh, like, this is yeah. how it's exactly going to happen. And but, it was but almost it exactly matter. You right. don't give Dylan credit. You don't do that. <laughs> you know you're not used to this. I know this is kind of new. Don't tell don't tell Dylan he's right. You don't do that. Yeah, you never hear the end of it. <laughs> but anyway, he doesn't need that, that ego please. boost, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, don't all right. Well, okay. Well, then, fine. Um, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Look, Delaney, I was thinking about this. This is the first time I've ever been right about a major theory on this podcast. I think it might be. But it's so it's so annoying because like it doesn't matter if you're wrong or not. You still act like you're right. Oh yeah, so that's that's definitely matter. true. Okay, continue. <laughs> but um, well, it was just really it was really funny because I had no doubt the moment I heard Zarya make a reference to the prince and the pauper. I had no doubt yeah. that this wasn't going to happen. I was just like any sh- any thought that Proxima wasn't going to be the sister, like that was the sister and was the twin, like went away the minute I heard that line. And I just I don't know. It was it was glorious for that moment, and I love how everyone was just like, not, you know, usually you'll it, usually like everything will stop and you'll have a moment in a in like in a show because oh my god, the big reveal. But everyone was just like, wait, there's a dragon right now. We can't talk about this. We gotta go. Um, so it was, I really enjoyed it. And I actually enjoyed the B-plot. I was like, this is kind of like this, I, I don't know, I don't remember what even that movie was called, but it was like, came out last year. It was like with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. And it was this like alien thing happening. And it was kind of like alien, but it happened in like the space station on Earth. It was this really weird movie. And it really, this, this little B plot kind of reminded me of it. And this little hand was kind of like the alien point is it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And I, I don't know. I, I, again, it's, it just kind of like, kind of like what April said, nothing really major happens and everything's kind of felt like just a very rushed. I, again, I think they could have from past episodes, they could have built things up a little bit more, sprinkled things out throughout, but that's just something that I've always struggled with, with this season. Um, but I had a really great time and finally it happened. I'm a little upset that the dragon isn't like a baby dragon. It's just a full out big <laughs> it's dragon. A dragon. <laughs> because it's like, it came from an egg. I want a little bit, I wanted there to be like kind of this humorous moment where it's like, it kind of like the centaurs, centaurs or whatever, where, um, it's like, oh no, the dragon. Oh wait, it's a baby. And I kind of hoped that it could have been like a duckling and kind of just gotten attached to the to the Mysticons a little bit and been like really funny. And then the crop have been like, wait, what's going on? But then that didn't happen, which is fine. But, um, I appreciate Necrofa, but I still don't get her. Like, she can't just randomly suddenly be scary. I just, they did not build the, her character up to that. So I'm just like, you're being like a mom, just dragging, um, Tasmo along being like, I'm going to punish you because you're going to be grounded for this. And it's just like, what are you doing? Just punish her in front of everybody. You don't need to take her to a separate room. There's no point to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just a lot of stuff, but it was great. I enjoyed it, but a lot of the stuff that bothers me have been bothering me for a while. Okay. Uh, life is the movie you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, life. <laughs> why Why is the B-plot, why is the, Mal- the, the Malvaron Doug like the 2017 film Life? <laughs> because, like, you have that, it's like, okay, because li- in life, it starts out as this, like, little thing, and it kind of looks a little bit like a hand type of thing, and everyone's just, like, freaking out about it, and it's, I don't know. I, okay. it just I guess the poster has a handle on it. I'm looking at it now. That's okay. <laughs> it just reminded me of like the little powerful alien thing that can kill you. Okay. And it's just kind of like, ah, you know. Okay. It's, it's just kind of like, ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, good stuff. 
Yeah, uh, great episode. Uh, it happens. It was, I was so excited for the Zari twist to happen. And, uh, it was, I think the show had been really telegraphing it. Um, and we'd been on this, uh, every single week. If you listen to this Subliminal podcast consistently, <laughs> like, uh, if it, we've been, I've, I've kept checking it. I'm like, we sure this is happening? Yes, yes, it's happening. And, uh, they've really built it up well. I think it was a really brilliant twist. Uh, we, it, this is just kind of part one. I think we're going to see the ramifications of it next week and to come, uh, because this is a, this is like a character twist so i think that we just need to see how zarya reacts to this and how arcane and zarya interacting oh and proxima is going to be destroyed right. um, oh yeah she's pro- going to be so villain of season three right we'll talk about proud proxima because <laughs> they kuvered her they yeah i you'd think they were they we were like are they kuvering her okay she turns out to be the decoy that we thought that we thought she was but is she gonna have importance next season um, other than just being introduced to be the decoy of the, of the twin. Um, but yeah, Proxima, pretty ambiguous in her reactions in this episode. She's like upset at one point, but it turns out she's acting. So it doesn't, uh, she doesn't seem upset right now, but we will have to see with her. Um, yeah, I think it's really, it's a really good episode. There's a few segments that are just excellent. Um, and then there's some stuff that I wasn't crazy about, like the Doug and Malvron B plot. I thought that we had figured out that that wasn't a good idea, but, um, no. So it wasn't like terrible. It was just, it, it it just doesn't i feel like it didn't belong in this in this type of uh just big go, hype go episode <laughs> it, yeah like, yeah i agree it doesn't but at the same time it's fine when he chest bumped it i was like are you serious <laughs> that was the most Malvron, he was so angry i loved that line delivery because he responded like every viewer did it's just like are you kidding did me you i just i, I thought that bump? was really well done. yeah, yeah. there's no, it, yeah. The, the specific contents weren't that bad it just feels very out of place when these super hype things are happening in the a plot and it's like okay doug and Malvron and, the, like, and they're just like running around like they're just like eh. yeah yeah I was I was rewatching some season one episodes yesterday, and Doug is there are episodes when Doug is utilized a lot better, but he he can't be in his own plot. Like he needs to just be in the background of whatever we're doing, and then he's I think he's better. Um, but uh, Doug and Melvron together not not working, and then there's a few other minor things that I want to get into. But uh, overall, I think it's it was a really great hype episode. Maybe not the quite to the levels of the two season one finale episodes um but uh it was still still really excellent and uh this huge twist happened so let's talk zarya is the twin um we already been talking about it and uh the the mystic the small mysticons fandom is shook at this (laughs) (laughs) despite me trying to tell them uh it's happening please listen to me this is happening there's still people are high people are upset it's uh it's uh they're acting very strongly um y'all should just trust us more yeah like uh, yeah (laughs) trust me on every major theory like uh okay you know what i take back everything (laughs) i said in the beginning is uh is pink diamond shut up that's confirmed I was, Delaney, we were, I, was, I was trying to think have we ever been right about anything like major before? I'm right about things. Yeah, but like predicting major, I, we were right about like Hawk Moth and Ladybug and like stuff. Like, there was some stuff that we were right about. Okay, anyway. being right about Hawk Moth yeah, that doesn't take a like, yeah, that's like, like, no, yeah. so but, but this is, yeah, this is, uh, so yeah, this, this clicked into place for me in uh, episode 20. And uh, I really think that this is a twist that was telegraphed by uh, the show, the previous six episodes. Specifically, I think showing the baby, um, and just seeing how, uh, how much it matched hair and eye color to Zarya was a real big giveaway. Um, but 
Overall, this is like a twist that's been building since episode one and pay is paying off in episode 25. And it's like crazy that we're seeing something like this. Like, I think maybe the la- the thing that this maybe reminds me of is uh, Garnet and Steven Universe being a fusion like that yes. much, that much patience, <laughs> yeah. like in- intricately crafted from the beginning, that much patience with the twist. And um, yeah, I don't know. Delaney, what do you now that it finally happened? Uh, what do you, how does this feel fulfilling? I guess given what we've seen uh, from the show, I think so. Yeah, especially like that whole moment of like, yeah, like we're BFFs and like we're really close and like the like. There's just been a lot of, especially just I just felt the, uh, the a big payoff in all these different scenes where like it's just Arcana and Zarya looking at each other, and like just the payoff of like. Okay, Zarya's clearly a homo, but then, like, she's really close to Arcana, but they've been trying to build Arcana up with Malveron, and then, of course, uh, Moon Boon. So, I mean, it's just a great payoff, and just also, like, it's very cliche, but I think they've executed it very well. You know, you start off, you have, you know, Zarya from the Undercity, she comes from nothing, and she just, she hates Arcana just because of, like, her position in life and kind of the way Arcana acts, and then they both, you know, start to, like, grow on each other. They both start to develop as people. And it honestly is a great service to Arcana's character. It's kind of terrible, though, because they've done a lot of it just through Zarya. Because Zarya is, like, a brilliant character. So Arcana's, like, coming into her own. But, like, they just, like, build off of each other so well. And, like, their banter. So I think this is, like, a great execution of this, like, you know, at the base level, it's very cliche. It's very predictable, and yet they've executed it very well. They've made it a plot twist. They've made it a shock. Because, I mean, it's so weird. It's like, oh, they're just teammates and they're friends, but <laughs> I guess they're sisters, question mark? Like, it's really cool. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm really happy with it, and I think it's been very successful. Yeah, so we're, I think to some people it might be like building since episode one. This was introduced like five or six episodes ago, and that's right. true. Like the prophecy doesn't come into play until the end of episode nineteen. So we're getting this. We're getting this payoff of their relationship. The char- which, yes, yes, yeah, with the characters, and that's honestly what it is. Is this? It's really a payoff, I think, more for Zarya than Arcana. Like I did say that, like Arcana's, you know, they've been developing Arcana's character through Zarya, but this is a big payoff for Zarya's character. We've you know, we've kind of had this like mysterious kind of backstory. We know some of it. We know we don't know some of it. And Zarya just this very deep. And, and I think they really did a good job in. I wasn't on last podcast, but the, I just watched the previous episode. And you know, the majority of the episode, Zarya being like, "Oh, Arcana, uh, the princess. She's spoiled. Yeah, she's safe in her little castle. This, this, and this." And I think they're doing a really great. Like they've done a really great job of developing Zarya Zarya's character to this like. Not that it's Zarya's fault that Arcane is rich and like powerful and these different and privileged in a way that Zarya has not been, but just this like coming into her own and not it's I don't know, it's it's just interesting. Like we're doing this like, you know, literally like rags to riches kind of thing. Yeah. And if this is about Zarya, this is this payoff for like her backstory, who she is, and to have this moment of apparently she's royalty, something's going on, and just this kind of like coming to terms with like who she might be and also like who Arcana is that she's a princess and it's not, and it's not Arcana's fault that she's a princess anymore that Zarya grew up on the streets. And uh, Zarya now also a princess, princess Zarya. Is, princess are, we, Zarya. are we calling her that now? I'm going to. I'm yeah. cool with it. Zarya and her captain pirate. Person. I know, right? <laughs> princess Zarya. And the it's right. I know, right? That's a fairy tale. This is going to be so uh, great. 
Yeah, by the Power way, un- underrated joke I made in the Discord a while ago. Uh, I can't believe I can't believe Zarya is going to become the first uh, gay Disney princess when Disney buys Viacom. <laughs> oh in yeah, several years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good joke. Yeah, happening. Okay, um, yeah, this is like the, the they only introduced the plot element of the. Oh, and by the way, yeah, last episode did do a great job of like showing the uh, contrast between how Zarya viewed Arcana before and now um, by going back to episode one, and uh, it's. They've only shown this is just a minor plot thing that's been um, in the last like six or seven episodes, but um, it's it's just it's a character thing we've seen building. And if you've listened to the podcast the entire way, I think this is probably really even more fulfilling twist because we've constantly commented on the close interactions between Zarya and Arcana. And uh, we at first this manifested in us uh, shipping the two of them together. <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, we're woke to do. Good, good wolf, Zarkana. Uh, that's the big death uh, in this episode. Rip the uh, rip. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. This is. I think this was well, before Kitty got introduced. We were all shipping this, like number one ship, right? Like we this still, was- we still <laughs> shipped it after Kitty yeah. was introduced. Oh yeah, we still like- did. <laughs> and I fought y'all. Yeah, and uh, condolences to all the uh, good wolf fans, well, included us, especially Rice and Kari, who uh, has written many good wolf fan fictions. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh no, we got yeah, Beatrice. We did get Luke and Leia here. <laughs> this is yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your that, what's your reaction? Uh, are you are you happy to be Luke and Leia? Um, I mean, I, I'm never, I never was for Luke and Leia since, like, you know, hindsight, it's all great. But for the, I'm happy because I love Kitty, and I'm happy because I think this is going to be really interesting. The way this is going to play out is going to be really interesting for the story. Um, but yeah, there's a little part of me that always likes like the main, like the two leaders to have like this, like really deep relationship and it's going to be deep. It's just in a different way than I expected. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Different way than expected. <laughs> and I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, I, I will say I, I, I reserve my judgment over how this is going to be paid off until next episode, because we haven't had that moment yet where they actually do talk about it. This is just, it kind of just happened right now. I don't want to say like, oh, this this is a complete payoff for uh, Zarya or it's Arcana through Zarya. Like, I don't want to say that just yet, just because we haven't really explored it. We haven't really had a moment where they actually, it's presented to us that how this is good, how this is going to be played with Zarya. Or maybe it's going to be completely Arcana centric. We don't know. Like maybe, our, I, who knows? Um, so I wouldn't go that far just yet. But um Hope like I I I don't like I just I honestly can't wait is for that moment like right now it just the twist happened that we were just kind of all expecting and great awesome I do think that's not up to the level of Garnet because it was pretty obvious um but yeah like I I I it got to the point where I was just like okay now like I want to see what they how they react I don't care about the twist I knew it was happening let's get like the actual character development from it which we haven't seen quite yet yeah yeah. it's just part one of the uh two-part finale and next the next episode description does have arcane and zari off on their own plot so there will presumably a lot of time to discuss this i think this is much a better twist than garnet because um garnet wasn't built up like this garnet was just like we had no concept of fusion and stuff like that so we didn't you know there wasn't the 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 preceding evidence for garnet was just like if you pause it frame by frame you can see that she's like breaking up and coming together when uh garnet when something happens um but like like i don't think garnet had the uh emotional character payoff that this had like i really think this is something that um they had from the very start and um something that i think sean's talked about creator sean jar is that they 
they got 40 episodes ordered for like the show. They came in with this high, really high amount of episodes and it allows them to do stuff like this, which is just, uh, b- start building up this, this twist that you're not going to pay off until episode 25. And, um, I really think it was brilliantly handled because we'd just been commenting on the close interactions between Zara and Arcane all this time. I mean, this is in one this is like the ultimate, uh, tropes aversion, uh, in that, uh, Zarya constantly calls Arcane a princess. And, uh, it's, it's, it's like, this is, she is a princess too now. Like, this has been in front of us the entire time. Um, we just, we'd seen them, we'd seen them increasingly close. We commented on how each, like, the last, uh, to, to like five or six episodes, uh, there's always this big uh, Zarya and Arcane moment. I just feel like it's so fulfilling uh, in terms of uh, their characters and how they've grown closer together and how we've seen they're similar. They're similar, like they commented this episode. Um, April, agree or disagree with that characterization? No, I agree for sure. I'm, I'm, uh, it, it's just been like a, a really fun ride, like ride, like to see like they started from like, you know, hating each other essentially. And now like, this is where they are. And we knew it was going to be something. We just didn't know what. And yeah, we were Luke, Luke and Leia'd, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> we knew it was going to be something. Yeah. We yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like we knew it was going to be something. And then like, like to be fair, like, cause you know, we, you've, you've commented many times, like the fandom's not convinced like that Zarya is the twin and everything like that. And I think that like, we kind of get lost in our roles, like, because we talk about so many shows all the time. And so like, we've come to sort of expect kind of crazy things like this. Um, whereas other people may not so much. And so like, I can see where like the fandom was still convinced, you know, like, Oh, Zarya is not the twin. It's Proxima or somebody else or something else um, for that matter. So, but I really like, I do like I just think the payoff of like what we've been building towards is just so nice and I'm really curious to see like how each one of them reacts to that like especially like Arcana like I really hope that it's very humbling for her to be like to come to this kind of realization that like oh hey that could have been you like you could have been the other twin and Zarya could have been the actual princess kind of thing it's like kind of like play in that like role reversal kind of thing um I I don't know. I feel like Zarya is going to be mad about it. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be like I, this. Let this be an episode. This challenges everything about her identity, right? Exactly. So that's, that's really that's going to be really hard to come to terms with. Yeah. yeah I, like, yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was going to say like I just like I feel like she's just going to like as we know her, she's not going to be like happy kind of thing. Like like I've had to go through all of this to like get to this point kind of thing, and I just don't see her being okay with that. And then. She's going to get mad at Arcana because Arcana is going to try and calm her down and she's not going to have it. This is this is how I see this playing. <laughs> yeah, like this has to be more challenging for Zarya than Arcana because Zarya's whole self-image is based upon her being from the Undercity um and being an orphan and uh you know, now this is this changes all that. So it's it's that's going to be hard for her to come to terms with. One thing, uh, this this cements Zarya's. I still have a lot more elements of the twisted on this. This cements Zarya's backstory as being the most extra backstory that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, the person in our world where this is uh, this is like uh, four girls playing D anD D. The girl who came to the table with the Zarya character sheet. Uh, definitely did not fit in the backstory into like whatever box and it's like this this 10 page essay on uh and she goes up to the dm and it's like okay so i'm i'm this uh orphan from the undercity um and then i'm gonna <laughs> become this mysticon uh but actually 
uh, I was also before that I was this uh, sky pirate, um, where <laughs> yeah, I, sky where pirate. I was with with my with my best friends who we'd gotten captured from our village, and I'm gonna have this whole epic romance with my childhood friend. Oh, but then this th- there's gonna be a huge <laughs> twist on top of all of that, where it turns out I'm actually so, like, the princess. So, like, you're gay and you're a princess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the the DM is like, "This is." What are you? And then the the Arcana character comes to the table and is like, uh, with the backstory. So like, I'm a princess. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait! I want to do that. Me, me. (laughs) And and Zara is like, what? That's all you've got? I spent all night on this. Yeah, that's that. Oh, oh, but wait! I also want to be a ranger, so I'm gonna be really op. Like, (laughs) okay, guys, I figured it out. It's me. I made Zarya. Delighted it's you, yeah, yeah. It's this is, me. Zarya's backstory is so absurd. Like yeah. Rangers are my favorite, and I'm gay. This is it's me. I'm Zarya. Yeah, I think we figured that out before, but this is just well, obviously, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my this is my alternate version of Mist- this is my version of Mysticons that ends Lego Movie style, where we just uh, end live action and we pan out to like uh, this is girls playing D and D the entire time, and that was the whole show. Anyway, that's my pitch for how we should end the show. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's Zarya's backstory. Oh my god! Like we're, we didn't even we didn't even see her village yet. We haven't even gotten like the the backstory to her and Kitty uh, growing up there. Um, okay, a few other elements to hit on. So one mechanically, how does this twist work? Because uh, things we saw in Three Mysticons and a Baby, we saw like them get the birth gem and uh, they splayed it, and we didn't see what they saw, but they came away with the notion that it is Proxima. Um, we, one thing we commented at the time is that it's. It's very easy that they got the wrong gem because Arcana claimed, I think Arcana was born like at the stroke of midnight. So it could have been that Zarya was the, the twin was the previous day and they just grabbed the wrong stone. Is that what we think happened? Yeah. 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 And presumably they'll comment on this in, in a future I, episode. I was going to say, I think they probably like grabbed Proxima's, but they just grabbed the, you know what I mean? Like they grabbed Proxima's stone, but it was like the actual twin wasn't like, Proxima. Man, all these. Darn orphans with purple hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Z- and Zarya was um, orphaned at birth, which is what a few of her bios say. And she she mentions her parents, but those are going to be her adopted parents in the village with Kitty. This does fit in with what we've seen. Um, I don't think it's like uh, we just we've gotten very vague outlines of all of the stuff, but uh, I think I think it does work if if you fit it in there. Um, do we? One thing we've we, I've asked this before is. Uh, were we meant to read Arcane and Zarya romantically, or was this a um, just an unintended byproduct of them wanting to show them increasingly close to lead up to this twist? Unintended byproduct, completely. We're completely starved of gay representation, so we take any sort of physical contact as like, oh my god, maybe, and then that, and then it was something else. But what's great about this show is that we actually have the we actually do have the representation coming, so it's not as if we get in one and lose another, it's just, it's a happy miracle where we actually get both things, both an interesting twist and an actual development of two characters progressing and also gay, which is great. Yeah, yeah. D- does the cement Moon Boon as 100% canon? Because we haven't seen yes. Kitty in like a it while. It has to yes. be. Moon Moon's going to happen. It's real. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I, I really need Kitty. Like, uh, we haven't seen her in a long time. I and, agree. Where I'm, is Kitty? <laughs> I don't, uh, where are the pirates? I don't know if we're, I'm not sure if they're going to be in the finale. They could be, but, uh, yeah. They, they have to be. We have to fight the spectral dragon that's way too OP. <laughs> yeah, the season one finale, we basically just, uh, gathered up all of our characters. So we could do that again. Um, but uh, I don't know. We've, the, the preview, the two minute preview didn't have Kitty. I don't know. I'm, 
need 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 uh, the moon boon to happen and uh where's casey yeah anyway um yeah do you guys delaney april you guys agree this was unintended it, be, yeah. it being uh, a romance yeah. read from us yeah we just wanted unfortunately it so bad. generally speaking <laughs> they tend to be unintended <laughs> yeah and i think i think that's a if it was completely unintended i think that it's um a little bit of like uh short-sighted like i think i feel like it's uh, to us from our perspective obviously you read those two characters as romance like yeah uh, mm-hmm. but it's different types of people making the show um and although not that you know not that different and uh it's it's uh it's it you know I, it's not it doesn't turn out to be bad because we do have uh potentially kitty and zarya coming or we've already had kitty and zarya regardless of what's to come we've already seen the two of them interact in in romantic Mm -hmm. ways um and uh you know it's 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 it made it even more of an interesting journey i do think that uh i i i I don't know it's it's like it's unlike um luke and leia and uh star Star wars twists and this is going to lead me into another segment here um (laughs) this is planned out like you know, I don't. Nothing in yeah. Star in the original Star nothing Wars trilogy. Was, even no, in the, in the like, nor in this one, nothing happened. Right. So Luke and Le- like them kissing and stuff. It was like, okay, we'll twi- we'll change that. That was not. Uh, we thought we we're that not doing happened. that. And now we're going to do that. Yeah. Like this is that that was um, an un- a twist that was not planned from the beginning, and um, this was. So it's not like we had the 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 uh, Arcane Azaria romance moment that was. Uh, you know that that turned out like okay we'll go against that it was just that we uh, we read their intimacy in a different way and i do think it works as both um i think i think it's fine like in in a different version of the show where we don't uh where we also don't have a uh, female female romance uh, separately then uh, this is potentially seen as like queer baiting or whatever um but thankfully we don't have to go down that road so uh the one other thing i want to talk about is this being telegraphed so uh, we very much saw this coming st- messaging. starting from episode 20. And, um, I, and I think that, uh, this is an example of a twist that, uh, you can see coming. Like, I don't think that this is, uh, an, I don't think that the main point of this twist is, uh, that it's a surprise. And, uh, this is something I've seen, uh, Sam Esmail talk about a lot, the creator of Mr. Robot. That's like the twist show. So that's like what I like going to for twist discussion. And, uh, he talks about how the most important thing is not to hide the reveal from the audience. It's better to build it up and to have some people seeing it coming and how, like, in our modern age, uh, people will always predict because there's so much discussion online. People always predict something and they'll probably see it coming. And it's more important for it to, like, feel, uh, like, Filling and to like have it be built up, then then to have it be uh, this bit this big reveal, um, and I think that's what this is like. I think that this is uh, it was not the most important to the writers for this to be uh, a huge shock, um, and I wonder whether they, in retrospect, we would have seen Baby Zarya or not, given that it triggered all of the fans, and it wasn't just me; it was also other people on Twitter and stuff to uh, think that it was uh, Zarya instead of. Um, instead of Proxima, like, I wonder if we would have taken that scene out to have it be more of a surprise, but I think that it's more important that it's uh, fulfilling character-wise from the build-up, the scenes we've talked about having the Arcane and Zarya moments um, in each of the preceding episodes, rather than having uh, uh, having it be this huge shock. Like, uh, I-, I think it works great, and it doesn't matter if we saw it coming. Uh, agree or disagree, anyone? I agree. I think, like, I, I think I-, I definitely agree, like, that this reveal was more satisfying than shocking. And so I think that feels better because you can sort of like, 
it encourages like that speculation and like keeps you like interested in guessing and um <clears throat> and well, trying you can to figure surprise out. anybody yeah you, know, you can just ha- well, it's like you know the fusion thing like you're talking <laughs> about with garnet like that was just like oh my god like you're just shook but I do think it's better, like, you know, when you predict something and then, like, you can see it coming, like, the writing's on the wall, like, you know, it's better than just, like, these out of the, you know, forever places. And because, you know, when it's something shocking, it's like, oh, that wears off. But, like, the fact that Zarya, it, like, the way that they built this up, like, this is satisfying. And that's why we love this show is because it's, such, it's so built, it's built up so well and it's satisfying character-wise. I mean, obviously, Garnet being a fusion is awesome because she's, like, the living incarnate of a lesbian relationship. But for Zarya, like, it's just, like, it's how we got here. It's not necessarily that happened, but that we built up to it. Yeah, and it's and yeah, and it's it's that we built up to it so much. Unlike, um, I think Star Wars twists are the good thing to talk about. Even I think even the modern trilogy Star Wars twists are are not things that were planned out from the beginning. Um, but yeah, the uh, well, they also keep changing writers, so that's like a different yeah, like thing that. Too. It's also that that nothing in that is planned out. <laughs> right. So not like no no uh, like so back to the original story, the Luke and Leia thing, the uh, Vader being Luke's father. Like these are not that that was not something that was uh, that really made sense. Um, uh, in the in in the original movies, just because it wasn't you know it wasn't planned from the beginning. This twist, I think, uh, has has you you can work from this from the beginning, and uh, I think it's it's a lot more satisfying because of it. I, that being said, I also think it works in the way that um, I'm going to be uh, vague uh, to try to not spoil the Last Jedi. Um, it works in the way Rian Johnson's twists really work in the Last Jedi. In that, um, his twists, uh, he's described as basically being the things, the thing that, uh, this character, yeah. do, like, uh, most doesn't want to hear in this moment. Like, what is the hardest for thing for them to hear? That's what he wanted to do to have it be this challenging character moment. And like, I think the Zarya twist is the thing that Zarya is the hardest for her to hear. I think it's very similar to that twist with the character in The Last Jedi. Like, this is, this completely challenges her own identity. And it's that plus it's built up. Like, I think it's, it's like, that's of, of both of these worlds so i it's like this twist is really satisfying to me on any number of levels i've seen twist discussed by by these people uh, who make them and uh yeah I, I think it's awesome i think my big my big thing is i wish the proxima arcana thing had been a little bit more developed just so we can also have some sort of um what's that word i guess so just so we can it wouldn't just be about zarya and it would also be something that's such a pivotal thing for arcana as well it's such a big thing for zarya's identity it's such a huge like shift for her that with arcana it's like oh well nothing really changes other than this person that i thought was my sister for like two weeks now it's this other person who i've known for so much longer and i've actually have a deeper connection with so it's kind of like i want i guess I don't know. I just feel like Arcana's character is getting the short end of the stick in, uh, more often than not. And I do want her character to have something more to offer mm. other than the whole... Because I think the most interesting... Like, the most interest I had in her was her trying to debone her parents. Like, that tragedy of, like, I'm losing them. Like, I want to... Like, that was her big thing. And now <laughs> that thing's kind of on pause. And it's like... You can make the argument that now she's desperate for any sort of family and Gawain's just not going to give that to her. But, um, but no, I just, I don't know. I wish maybe the arcana element of the whole plot reveal twist, even if it, no matter how it's executed, I do want her side of it to be a lot more. Like, I feel more for Proxima than I do for Arcana. She doesn't gain or lose much. 
Proxima loses so much and Zarya gains some and gains and loses things. So in terms of Arcana, I do want I wanted her to be just as monumentally shook as everybody else, but I don't see how her her reaction would be equivalent to everybody else's. Well, I mean, I feel like it will be a big deal because, like, she's friends with her. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. You're friends with somebody and it turns out you're related. Like, that's crazy. See, but I wanted it more to be like, oh, she just found this person that suddenly she thinks is going to, it means the world to her. But suddenly it's like, oh, surprise, we're going to take this away and we're going to put someone else there instead. If she and Proxima had been building up this relationship for a longer period of time, instead of six episodes, maybe 10 episodes, instead of Proxima being immediately taken away by Yaga, they had built some sort of, even if it wasn't before they knew they were twins, had built some sort of rapport between themselves and had their own separate relationship without Zarya, and then it would have been a little bit more impactful for Arcana. And, you know, the thing with Zarya is that even if it's, oh, now it's my best friend, it's still through Zarya that she's dealing with this. I want something that's a struggle that Arcana has to deal with that is on Arcana, that is very much internal for her rather than just like, oh, like, I don't know. I just think that had the relationship between her and Proxima been a little bit more developed or a little bit more, had a little bit more in it, that yeah. had spent then maybe it could have we could have also had the arcana complicate complexities of it and not just the oh zarya is like incredible and proxima is gonna have to struggle with this while arcana is kind of like it's much more like oh this is different but it's not on that level not to say that it isn't on a certain level but it could have been on equal footing with them and it isn't and they could yeah, have made we, it that way yeah. we got we got Starcross sisters and that episode was all about building up Pro- proxima and arcana's sister well, relationship and i think that it we i think that was good but we didn't necessarily feel them on like uh, a super emotional connection it's just that we kind of saw them bonding well um, if if you kind of think about it um and this might just be me like overanalyzing, but we kind of have already sort of built a little bit of a relationship like with Proxima and Arcana since the beginning like of the season. Like that argument was interesting. Well, yeah, like their argument, the argument was interesting, but like if you go back to whenever Proxima was first introduced, like there was always that tension between them. Um, like, cause you know, Proxima was like, oh, well, the Mysticons are ruining everything. Like, she was never like really on the side of the mysticons kind of thing and so that was like i guess a previous relationship if you want to and then it was interesting to see whenever they were like oh yeah she's your sister like it was like a light switch kind of flipped off and she was just like oh my gosh i love her so much and it's like no you used to not enjoy this person whatsoever so like just because she's now suddenly your sister like you like feel this deep love for her and even like during i guess like their sort of bonding episode they there was even still like that tension that that we've kind of had before like like bad tension not good tension um still kind of seemed a little bit present like they weren't just like like their connection wasn't the same as like and their relationship didn't feel the same as it has with arcana and zarya and so i wouldn't say that they're like, they just didn't have a relationship before. They did. It just wasn't, like, on the best of terms because I guess they were opposing forces. Um, You know, Proxima being an astromancer and, you know, Arcana being a mysticon. So they still had that previous relationship, but I guess it kind of sort of, like, fizzled in the back as compared to, like, Arcana and Zarya, whose relationship was always very prominent. 
if that right. makes sense. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and I'm not saying that they didn't have the relationship. I'm just saying I wanted that relationship maybe to, instead of maybe introducing Proxima in this season, had she been part of this whole thing from the start, since they did have the 40 episodes and they knew how this was going to play out, had she been introduced earlier, had they actually expanded on that maybe negativity and expanded on that relationship, kind of build it up a bit, maybe even had moments where they did so- somehow like set their differences aside and stuff. It wouldn't have been such a... I want to say it could, they could have built up this relationship a lot more so that suddenly when Arcana gains a sister and loses another, it actually has a lot more weight to it than what we've already seen. Not that it doesn't have weight, just that it could have been much more intense than what they gave us. Which, not to say that it isn't there, but it could have been mm, yeah. on a bigger level, similar to how it's going to be such a monumental shift for Zarya. It could have also been a monumental shift for, shift for Arcana. So I think let's see that's what I'm I'm just saying it could have been much more fleshed out. Let we'll see how Arcana reacts to it. I think that's one thing I'm super interested in going forward is the uh how Proxima is going to react how Arcana is going to react to all of this. Um, it's definitely more impactful from the Zarya side. I do think ultimately Proxima is at this point is just a decoy. So you know we don't want to yeah, spend that much time I think on that's her. Just like suffering from like her being a decoy. But I do think that's like I I feel like I have a handle on how things are going to go the next trip, so I really have no idea what we're doing with Proxima. So that's going to be very interesting. She, like she's, she's just fine. like what? She, I'm not Proxima's going to be anymore. fine. Let's not be worried about her. She's you know she doesn't need to be a princess in order to be happy. But yeah, perfect. She's an yeah. astromancer. Come on now. <laughs> she's going to be fine. But yeah, I, I think I think we're going to do interesting things with Proxima. But she is she is a decoy. Uh, Arcana has had a lot of um, development outside of this uh, twist. This is more of a Zarya thing. But I also think um, how Arcana reacts is going to be interesting. Ar- Arcana also had everything with prophecy unleashed. And and stuff like that the season i don't think it takes away still think arcane is like the mv the uh, most improved character this season um but yeah well well very interested on the the arcana side moving forward and how this impacts her relationship with zarya does zarya being a second princess does it like encroach on arcana's territory like like what, what what's going on uh in in this like, is um, is, Zar- is zarya older and she's the real heir to the throne now like that's, that's how will Gawain take this that's, like, not the, that's not on the top of my list april <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what about novateron like i mean like he's just gonna he's, be like, "Oops, he wrong, baby." Them. <laughs> like, he didn't, he he didn't know. Yeah. Or what if he did know? Like that's even more. No, he didn't know. He didn't know. Let's he's just go beat people. up Novateron. Like let's just. He deserves he's, it. No, he he just doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> the ramifications moving forward, and uh, very interesting how Zarya reacts. Very, very, very interesting how Kitty Kitty reacts <laughs> to this. Um, <laughs> So uh, let's see. Okay, uh, there's your uh, over forty minutes on the twist. Let's talk about the rest of the episode. With uh, <laughs> I think expected, but um, here's some highlights for me uh, from the episode that didn't involve the Arcane Azari stuff. I think the opening sequence is really great, um, which is Proxima and uh, Antiaga on Earth, and then Tasma comes. I didn't think we'd see this. Like I, I think it's really bold to show us this sequence <laughs> on Earth of Tasma coming to. <laughs> To wherever they are in the southwest uh we think new mexico but kind of not clear and uh it's i think there's a great sequence it like opens with these uh the gargoyles and it turns out that's on this kid's uh tablet playing a video game um this is just a great uh great <laughs> very similar to me to the uh opening sequence of uh the show with the uh learning it's like in a in a city it's like a, a take on this genre um but yeah i don't know i just i, I thought this was great like it was a impactful sequence and um 
yeah, T- Tasma, Tasma gets her. She claws uh, Yaga, and uh, yeah. I thought it was really interesting to see, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the relationship between Tasma and Auntie Yaga has like, like doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I completely, was, for, I completely forgot that they were related when watching this. I one. remembered, and I was just like, like I was like Tasma, like that's your aunt. Like, what are you doing? Or grandmother? I can't remember now. Aunt, Great I think. Aunt. Great aunt. I think. Great oh, aunt. That's okay. right. Uh, so grandmother aunt. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> auntie, aunt. whatever. She's auntie. She's anyway, also like immortal. She sends this like death claw at her. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just like, wow, you really do not care for your family anymore. Like, and it was it was uh, nice to see Tasma like being again like doing something because she's just been very like there this entire season. So she's actually like successful in her endeavor. So that was nice. Um, but good I, job. You almost killed your great aunt. <laughs> yeah, way, good job. Good job. Way to go. Uh, but I thought that was uh, like I don't know if I. Well, I guess I was the only person who noticed like that there was no relationship between them anymore. Like, oh, I definitely noticed this because I forgot. So like it's and and uh, no, I was watching um, episode ten yesterday, and it's like. Uh, Antiago like believed Tasma and didn't believe the Mysticons. Like none of that's here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like they might as well have been strangers at this point. So yeah, very weird. Um, but uh, yeah, just a bold opening the episode on a fight sequence on Earth. It's great. Um, see, uh, t- uh, Proxima says Earth is the worst. Uh, <laughs> Antiago says you're just hangry. <laughs> you're hangry. Yeah. Earth is doing the best it can. <laughs> deities burn through a lot of calories. Yeah, don't judge. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um and uh yeah, what do we how do we think uh Antiaga's being being used right now? Like should should Antiaga been able to take Tasma considering she's uh, a minor demigod? Yeah, I think so, though I guess like the evil terrible spell makes sense. Yeah, and she still fights through the spell and is about to escape, but Tasma just, I guess, like, grabs her. I think, I feel like it was fulfilling enough, because before this, we're all like, how's, with Yaga protecting her, how is uh, Tasma even gonna get her? But, yeah. Uh, I feel like she just casually goes to Earth. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, she just Yeah, how did Tasma, how did Tasma, like, And she just straight up walks into the restaurant, like... (laughs) (laughs) No no one's commenting on their clothes or anything. Nothing. Yeah, like, granted, to be fair, like, we're just weird, so... Who's we? Like humanity. Like we're okay. dumb. Just you, you, you're speaking for all humans. Okay. Yeah, I'm gotcha. speaking for human race. Um. Yeah. It's it, it's more Earth, please. That was, that was great. One thing I noticed. Um. Kind of uh, watching season one episodes, watching this episode. This I I think it's cemented to me that Tasma has to be our big ultimate big bad of the show because she's the constant villain presence in in Mysticon season one. Um, she's like working for Dreadbane, but ultimately does her own thing. And, uh, Dreadbane's not even the villain in the, in the season one finale. It's like, uh, Tasma hiring, uh, Kimra and Kimra double crosses, but, uh, it's, it's like Tasma's the force there. Tasma's, uh, working under Necrafa, ultimately follows Necrafa to gain more power. Like, I, I think we're, I'm pretty, pretty firm on us building up to Tasma being, being the, the ultimate big bad here. Well, that's the only way to justify, like, how she's been used so far. Yeah. And why she's I, still alive. I think it all makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, why she's still alive. I think, I think it all makes sense if she if she's ultimately the big bad. Um, so we, we talked about the Doug and Malvaron plot already. Um, here's a, here's two other things I'm not crazy about in this episode. And you guys tell me if, uh, if you agree or disagree. One is um, we have a sequence of Piper uh, 
uh, liking explosions and going like, uh, kabam, kablooey. Yeah. Um, and then she says, uh, sorry, exploding stuff is fun. Um, did you like that, Delaney? Well, it was funny. I didn't really like her going exploding stuff is fun. The, before that, it was great. I, was, I had the opposite reaction. I thought she went on way too long with the kablam kablooey. And then I think that uh, exploding stuff is fun. That was a really good line read by Anna Sani. Like, I feel like that almost. I mean, it did but. go like pretty long, but I also just really liked them playing like a basketball casually. Yeah, you like the uh, portal bag basketball. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Mainly because they were using Chaco. Like That's he just puts up yeah. so much. I think and he like ch- likes it, I guess. Like he's a weirdo. <laughs> weirdo, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Here's yeah. Other thoughts on that. that anyone else? I, I didn't like that Piper scene. I thought that was like it was like 20 seconds, and it was like okay, we I'll, we didn't need to do that. I want to hear what your other thing is before I comment. The other the other one's the worst one. Like this this one I this one I'm going to defer to you guys on. Um, but let me outline what happened in the episode. I might know it's, what that is. Uh, General Tibian, uh, who's been a uh, on and off oh, presence on the is. show, and he's a specter now. And uh, I really hope uh, Tibian uh, makes it through the uh, usurping uh, Necrofa era. Like I hope he. May- <laughs> I hope uh, he t- survives. Tib- Tibian <laughs> needs to serve under Tasma next season. Like uh, he's he's. Other than this, though, he was really bad here because he says uh, they're they're having their fake argument. He says, uh, "Meow, cat fight. Uh, settle like, in, boys. This Tibian, one, this is going to be good." Why? Ugh. And then also, it turns you're, like, out that weird specter. Like all of this is weird. <laughs> and then he says the whole argument was a distraction, and uh, then M takes as like smart boy Tibian. Um. So yeah, what, what was your reaction to that, Delaney? Well, obviously it was terrible. Like, I mean, at first, like, I mean, when he, like, it's like, it was just uncomfortable. Like, I felt really uncomfortable. Like, it's mainly, like, the age of the characters, and he's, like, this creepy, like, specter thing, and, like, his voice is weird. All of it's, like, the cat fight. Like, what is this? Like, 2005? Like, why are you doing this? And it just felt really out of place. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. After, though, it was really funny. Like, when she, So, the intent of... Right. The intent of the episode is that uh, he's being uh, this, uh, an annoying jerk and that they are just easily outsmarting him. Yes. Um, yeah. April, what was your reaction here? Uh, I could have done without it. And I, I could I could have done I like I felt like they were just trying to like kind of fill time, if that makes sense. Like they're like, we're going to let Piper just go on for a, a hot minute and fill up that time. And then we're just going to have this like they could have done that without him like blatant pointing out all of it does that make sense like yeah. i don't know wasn't yeah. it well, i i agree i wasn't as into those moments as i think i should have been <laughs> yeah features about the the cat fight specifically well okay one that line sounds like something i would have written at 13 in a fanfic just simply because i thought this is how men talk <laughs> this so, is how men talk so i was just like that was not a really well made line and um, and I will say I would have preferred that to have actually been an argument and him would have just and if he would have just said, like, stop, keep quiet, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, scolded them. And then that would have been enough to distract him or something like I don't know. There was just so many different ways that this could have played out and still kept similar elements, just changed a couple lines and it could have been fine. Um, so, yeah, the, I just that like, it's just that's that's a line that happened. 
<laughs> let me, yeah, let me, uh, I reacted very negatively to this from like a feminist lens because this feels very out of place in Miss Guns. Miss Guns does not have sexist language like this, like catfight. Um, like it's, a, it's like a sexist coded language and, um, the show just doesn't do that. This is coming from a villain. It's supposed to be bad, but it doesn't change the fact that it's in the show. It's directed at 15 year old girls. It's very inappropriate. And, uh, this is, this is something that a lesser show does. Like, I just, I was very disappointed, to be honest here. Um, I, I don't know why the show needs that. I don't know why we need sexist coded language directed at our main characters. I don't know what it added to the plot. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's almost as if we're not aware that, that it has like sexist connotations, uh, just, just very, very anti and anti the sequence. You know, I, I don't, it's, it's, and I, I can't think of a similar analog from any other line on the show. Like we, this, this show just doesn't have, yeah, this it doesn't do yet. this. No, it, it really doesn't. I'm like running through it in my head and I'm like, no, you're like, right. If you, if you <laughs> call catfight to a bunch of women, that's very sexist. Like that's, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, are we aware that that's true? Or is it, are they going to use that line on like Malveron and Doug? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like it really, it really like felt tonally out of place like that and like the delivery st- on it like, yeah yeah on it was weird like it's it stood out because it was just it tonally did not fit with the rest of the show like it, it's it, it did like I, I remember taking note of that line because it just didn't it's that's not the language they normally use so it's just it's very strange like i wonder what was the thought process for that like it's interesting I mean, I can understand how we get there. It's because you, uh, it's like Tibian is like a comic relief character and he's being tricked here. So him saying something like this is, I, I can very easily see how you read that. It's just this specific sexist like language is, is not what he needed to say at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He could have said literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just the fact that Tibian talks is funny because his voice is absurd. <laughs> I still, I still really like General Tibian. He's still, he's still a highlight. But <laughs> and when he just like goes flying into the wall, it's amazing. Yeah, and he doesn't die like everyone else does. Like yeah. all the other specters, like instantly poof, and he's still he's resilient. We I have guess to keep him around. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but that between that uh, accentuated the B plot of Doug and Malvron is not feeling great to me because I just don't know why we need to have this boys B plot. Um, yeah. See, I was really confused by the B-plot, too. Like, I was like, are we really doing this? Because, again, like, that's time that we could have spent doing more important things. Like, exploring more of, like, you know, how Zarya is actually the twin. Or, like, them trying to get out of, like, uh, Necrofa's lair or something along those lines. And, like, it just seemed really, like, odd that this, like, terrible like curse thing or whatever the phantom hand like that's being so, a nuisance yeah it's just being a nuisance like it's just being like a a pest and it's like i thought this is supposed to like kill people and here it is just chasing you guys around like and does it screaming the whole time yeah like, <laughs> like yeah, it, feel, it feels weird in terms of plot importance i mean it's 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 um supposed to be like narrative structure wise the comic relief like part of the episode um but it feels out of place in like you know, you know yeah. the, the first half of the season finale. Yeah, exactly. I was watching rewatching twelve and thirteen, and they don't have anything like this. Yeah, there's it's not uh, they don't have the uh, an important comic relief B plot, um, and it, it's uh, it's it's not even so much it it's it's also the fact that we just feel the need to have the boys plot. Um, that feels really bad to me because the A plot features exclusively 
women like uh doing uh awesome plot stuff like it completely revolves around entirely around female characters plus i guess general tibian um and again again, that's the point of the line it's like oh there's this uh, stupid male with all these women he's being an idiot um yeah that's the point of the line but it didn't anyway still bad but um yeah it's and then you just feel the need to have the doug and malvron plot why do they need their own plot it's fine that I don't hate that Doug exists, but he doesn't need his own plot, and he doesn't need his own plot with Malveron. It kind of takes away from what we're doing in the A plot. I would also they're not doing anything. Yeah, Yeah. like I would have preferred the B plot being like Malveron actually trying to like cure Antiago or something along those lines, or like them trying to get Antiago to like the Astromancer so that that they can help you know get her better something along those lines but they literally like were like cool we're gonna take this out and then it's gonna chase us around like i i don't yeah it's so it's yeah i mean there's there's two levels there's the fact that it's inconsequential but um i don't know like 95 percent of mysticons uh checks out um like feminist wise and then there's like the five percent of the show that feels the need to have the doug and malvron spotlight um and uh it's there the male characters can exist and to be fair the show is like 80 percent plus female characters and it consistently introduces female characters and has female villains and stuff like that it's 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 wonderful but um it's just like uh it, it seems like a specific spotlight on uh the malvron character at points that doesn't need to be or something like malvron acting in relation to the mysticons great malvron having his own his own b plot in in you know when it, it, i don't know does doesn't check out to me okay yeah yeah it's, i think we'll, we'll we all see. agree okay, <laughs> yeah. uh other uh spe- we haven't talked about the spectral dragon yet um two-headed uh giant dragon doesn't hatch as a uh as a little thing and uh, as discussed uh <laughs> What do we think of this design? Were we, were we, what, were, what was the reaction to the dragon? Terrified? Uh, well, the dragon was, looks super cool. It looks like a Yu Gi Oh dragon. Yeah, it was that was quality. what I also thought. Yeah. I was and I like that, like, its neck lights up. Like, that's cool. Also, it had to be two headed because it's the twin stars. So, like, I'm cool with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't think that. I was really surprised it had two heads, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why not three? Go away. But I no, that it, makes sense. Let's go I thought for it was four. Be, like, <laughs> transparent like i thought it was gonna like like i didn't realize the spectral part was like it's scary blue flames like or plasma or whatever it's firing like i thought it was gonna be like clear or something like i thought um it was interesting that sort of the like the design of the dragon matched necrofa a little bit it has a bit more color but i thought that was really interesting how like its body seems to be black and then it has like these orange and sort of teal like I don't know, like not highlights, but you know what I mean? Like sort of like called out features. So I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. Do we, that's that's a good, that's an interesting observation. Do we think it comes from the same ancient magic as Necrafa? Yes. Yeah. Ancient um, evil force. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's linked to the Mysticons. Do you guys think it'll ever, the dragon could switch sides at any point? Maybe. With proper training, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what the dragon's doing. Yeah, uh, because Necrofa seems to tame it pretty easily, and then rides it out at the end. Um, time to raise the realm. <laughs> Very extra line from Necrofa. Where- Necrofa was really campy this episode. I thought it's she was amazing. Wonderful. I love yeah. her. <laughs> this was the, I agree. This was like maybe the best Necrofa episode. Like she's so campy here. It's great. Her eyes just. I just like. She just looks so silly. I love her. 
<laughs> I, I'm pretty convinced we are defeating Necrotha to, uh, next week. So unfortunately, <laughs> tomorrow, she's gone. Bye. Tomorrow. Yeah, just as soon as possible. But yeah, it's a, a good send up, part one of a send up. But yeah, I don't know. What are we doing with the dragon? It's. I think the dragon might survive Necrotha. I hope so. Well, I don't like the bad happened to the dragon. It's a cool looking dragon. Oh. You want, oh, you're concerned about the dragon. I am concerned. I have vegetarian concerns for the dragon. Well, I, we don't want to eat the dragon, but it doesn't mean it's, it's still at uh, evil force. It, uh, I Mr. care Con- about its safety. Does the dragon? Uh, uh, do dragons in the Mysticons world work the same as uh, a lot of fantasy dragons, where they're like just as smart as humans, and um, you know, they're like they're not just like an animal. You know, like a lot of fantasy dragons are have like human intelligence and stuff. Do we get that read from this dragon? No. I don't know. I thought it seemed more like a pet, which was kind of really angry. Yeah, it looked upset. It was yeah, it didn't seem it didn't seem like a D and D dragon to me. Like in my experience with D and D dragons, I don't know the entire handbook and stuff, but they uh, they're they're all smart and stuff. So I don't maybe know, it, uh, maybe it is smart. We just haven't gotten to see that yet. So yeah, it I, knew I it knew who its owner was. So well, why, it did, why did. does Necrofa own it? Like that's I don't know. Uh, it. It went along with her. She like stood up to it and was like, no, nah, fam, you will bow before me. And it was yeah. like, I guess I, I have to. Like, you survived my magical blast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the other specters getting disintegrated. I thought that was notable. Also, um, Necrafa saving Tasma. Such yeah. a soft spot. Like, it kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, Necrafa can't be nice to one person. <laughs> No, not not when she's always like, if if you don't figure this out in an hour, I'm gonna kill you. And it's like, how many times? <laughs> it's have you all said talk. That to her? It's all talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's all talk at this point. Like, if I was Tasma, I would just wouldn't be worried. I'd be like, whatever you say, Nakrava. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> yeah, the dra- the drag- yeah, dragon is that beam. Uh, the beam also deflects the uh, special attacks from the Mysticons. I yep, that was that's a problem. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a super problem. <laughs> because that's how we kept Necrofa in check up until this point. She doesn't have the gems. There's special attacks to work on her. They don't work on the dragon. Maybe yeah. this is the time for power-ups. You know, maybe they're going to finally <gasps> get some, like, new powers. And and the reason why they emphasize how Piper loves explosions is that her next power is going to have to deal with explosions. Theory. Okay. okay. I mean, Charity has pix- pixie blasts. True, but I mean, like, even that's more, kind of you know? Yeah. More. Interesting power Fire, ups. I think I think given the uh, potential upcoming ladybug power ups, I'm anti power ups right now. You're anti. <laughs> I'm anti power ups. Like, I prefer that to them suddenly doing the whole like like fly phoenix fly and suddenly I'm magically working again. Like I just I need some reason for I I just I need consistency with these magic things. I will not buy it again. If that well, they're not going to do. Yeah, they can't beat the dragon with the spectral. They they wouldn't have shown that if they. Well, so I'm I'm wondering if it's so. Here's how here's how Kitty gets to come back. So they use Kitty to distract the dragon, and that because in my I guess the way that I sort of watched it, it was because it it saw that it was being attacked and knew, so that way it was able to defend itself. But maybe if it's distracted, then that's whenever they can use, you know, their powers against it. And then it'll actually, like, have an impact kind of thing. But they need to do it it multiple times. It can't just be a one-shot thing. Also, it has two heads, too. So it can see two things. Let's try (laughs) chopping one of those heads off and then... (laughs) It's going to grow back. Yes! Three (laughs) three. heads! (laughs) 
Uh, let's do that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, very interested to see how this dragon, the two elements, I don't know what's happening with the dragon and Proximo. I don't know if they're going to be related or not, but, um, could be interesting. Uh, other random things to close out from the episode. Oh yeah, the, we had uh, this no dabbing running yeah, dab from the yeah, Tiger I, thought that I was, was like, great. I appreciate that. I was like, were we dab. talking about this other type of dabbing? I think we were talking about both. I think obviously it was. It was both. It was. It was. Were you surprised that neither character dabbed in the episode? No, I'm very they thankful. Don't they, do it. They were. Yeah, they were very. Um, outspoken about their feelings towards dabbing so no dabbing yeah no dabbing doug wanted to dab you know doug is a special creature (laughs) i agree okay oh the other scene oh i was gonna uh, okay other than the twin stuff i really love two scenes one is the opening scene the second is um arcana and zarya go to free proxima and uh Nope, JK, it's uh necrofa it's not proxima and her head is on proxima's body She's Arcana says it's okay, sis. It's me, Arcana. And then the promise Arcana. That was I. I loved that. It was a great visual. Uh, Necrofa's head on approximately. Can't wait to see that on Nick Jr. (laughs) Yeah, they did. By the way, update they pulled. (laughs) They They finally pulled Vista Cox. The the parents complained. Surprising no one. (laughs) But but now uh, Miss Gunn's airing at 2 p.m. on on Nicktoons. So there you go. Um, But in addition to our weekend airings. But uh, yeah, th- that's how uh, Tasma, Necrofa, and Proxima learn that Arcana is Dragon Mage. That's notable if you're keeping track of the identities, which we're not. I hope, I hope, <laughs> that, yeah, I hope Tasma's. this is all I want for Tasma. I want her to be smart enough to figure out, okay, if Arcana is Mysticon Dragon Mage, then the other three girls that Arcana hangs out with <laughs> have to be the other Mysticons. Like, can nope, we please... Not smart enough. No, can please. That's like Tasma Dumption for me. Tasma Dumption, please. That would be great. Yeah, they're like, okay, Mysticon Ranger later. Like they don't. It's like yeah, like there's she's still she's still a secret, but Arcane is not. Yeah, they're specifically using their Mysticon like titles. And not just that, but like Zarya is is she going to be announced as a twin? That automatically makes her the Ranger. Like if it's publicly announced. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, if yeah. It's, uh, yeah. They might try to keep it a secret from the public. Oh, but Taz- Tasma and Necrofa didn't see what happened, so they might still think Proxima is. Yeah, twin. they don't know. Oh, oh, yeah, they don't know. Ah, oh, sigh. Proxima's okay. gonna uh, get in trouble I, again. The the problem I think with the uh, the this this being an identity reveal is that we don't care about the identities yeah. and it doesn't track well throughout the show. Um, but I think it, the scene is great on its own just because of the uh, Necrofa imitating uh, uh, Proxima. And uh, th- this is maybe the smartest Necrofa's ever been. Like, this is her best plan. <laughs> this is her best This her is her best, best moment. <laughs> Tasman's like, you're right, Ash they're coming the dragon for dragon yeah. the realm. Yeah, that's that's not her best plan. That just kind of fell into her lap. But uh, this 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 worked out well. Uh, she was smart here. But also, uh, why weren't they making an effort to go after arcana like they were like we got proxima Ha-ha. yeah they, they did they did in uh last episode yeah the they yeah. they made an effort to go get her but then this time they were just like we're just gonna wait for the mysticons to show up and it's like but that does not help you get the yeah. other t- like that doesn't help you get arcana 
So <laughs> Right, unless they had suspicions, which it didn't seem like. It seemed like Tasma's like, you were right, they would show up to rescue, not you were right, it was Dragon. It was, but, yeah. Yeah. but didn't they help Arcana? They, like, the Mysticons helped stop them from getting Arcana last episode. So they probably were like, okay, the Mysticons are coming, so then after we deal with the Mysticons in this trap, we can go get Arcana without any problem. Does that make yeah. sense? I, th- I think that's kind of what they're going for, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, I think it's fine. Um... Okay, wrapping up other lines, uh, it appear, uh, approximate appears the evil lich hit a glitch. <laughs> and then dragon Actually, burn. Ouch, dragon, dragon burn. burn. <laughs> yeah, Arcana being a dork with the dragon burn. <laughs> uh, I like uh, when the dragons released, uh, retreat, run for your undead lives. I think uh, Tibian. Uh, und- oh, Tibian. Your- <laughs> yeah, that was a good Tibian line. And uh, uh, Piper says, nice kitty to the, to the dragon. That was <laughs> good. I like nice kitty. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Uh, Yaga at the end, I'm never ordering lunch from Earth again. What was Harper. that, Heartburn? Yeah. Also, what yeah, was she Harper. doing ordering seafood in the middle of a desert? Like, <laughs> Not a good call. Yeah, she doesn't know. She's not fun. Yeah, like, I want the shrimp bucket. Of- Don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, you're you're nowhere near the ocean. I can tell. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we talked about this before, but the uh, with the scene with them playing basketball, the Arcane and Zarya is like, you're stressing the Proxima. We've come a long way. A princess and a pauper, BFFs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that whole scene I loved. Yeah. Yeah. I, wrote, I, I, think, I think I wrote down very specifically. I was like, it's so sad that they're going to end up being twins. Aww. I know. <laughs> Can I still ship them? Is that like, is this? Yes. Is this for- People <laughs> still ship Luke and Leia. So yeah, <laughs> I still ship them. <laughs> Yeah, this is a, they're still, it's still great. Okay, well, it was very, yeah, it, it was so good, uh, this this ride. I hope we don't end the great uh, Zarya and Arcana interactions. Yeah. We'll still get tension. It'll Did, it'll be good. Yeah, still need tension. Arcana gets okay. upset because Zarya is spending so much time with Kitty because Zarya can't romantically <laughs> pursue Arcana anymore. So. <laughs> right, that's what they could have done, but no, I don't think we're doing that, no. Uh, sigh. Okay, Delaney, what are your final thoughts on Twin Stars Unite? Uh, I mean, overall, I mean, I did like the episode. I don't think necessarily it was a completely standout episode. Like, I'm really happy that, like, it's Zarya and stuff, but, like, I think the rest of the episode kind of falls flat. Interesting. April? Um, I liked the episode. I liked the reveal. It was very satisfying. Um, like I said before, could have done without the B-plot. Um, I also don't really feel that it set us up too much into the finale, so um which yeah it was it was its own independent unit yeah yeah it was very much its own independent unit unit and i really really thought it was going to set us up for the finale but it didn't so it almost kind of like i know we have like our theories but if i didn't really have a theory i would have no idea what the finale would consist of and what sort of like plot twist they're going to present before us so (laughs) yeah yeah good episode but yeah, no idea what we're doing. I mean, other than defeating Necrofa, I think we have a lot open in the, yeah. in the finale. <laughs> Beatrice, final thoughts. I'm kind of going off what April said. Oh, April said, um, good episode. But if I were to consider it as like a part one of a part of a two part thing, it wouldn't be. It, it doesn't. It's not good. But as its own sole episode, it's <laughs> it's fine. Um, and yeah, I if Necrofa does like perish next episode it's gonna be so fitting that she's gonna her like her 
death will be just as quick. Like, it will happen just as quickly as she came. And it will happen just as, not, not quickly as she came. But, like, it will be as meaningless as her presence. as since, like, <laughs> Wow. Like, because wow, she hasn't yeah. done anything. So, her then defeating her, like, for me, it's like, okay, let's move on. Like, yeah, she hasn't, she, she doesn't deserve, like, the incredible epic ending that her introduction promised we're not we're not killing her you know there's other figuratively killing her. oh yes yes ending her presence in the show yeah i don't think she's uh yeah we'll see i i'll I'll hold off because i think it's happening next week to what i think is happening but um (laughs) yeah it's uh it's not part one this is not part one and part two like it's not it's not called uh twin stars unite part one um much like episode 12 it's supposed to be it's 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 its own thing it's just like surely uh, we're not gonna have some something ridiculous while necropolis is burning the realm yeah, and uh, <laughs> next the preview for next episode opens with uh, Necrofa riding riding the dragon of coming course. to the Astromancer. Mm. I think so. Yeah, um, she's. Uh, we'll see. And the the description talks about finding a weapon to defeat her. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with weapon to take down Necrofa and dragon. We did. We left dragon off of the. We're not concerned so. about the dragon. We just like one at a time, Dylan. I thought one we're at more con- we're more concerned about the dragon's life than Necrofa's life, right? Like we, we, <laughs> yes. rather the dragon. I care yeah. more about the dragon than Necrofa. <laughs> like I want the dragon to survive somehow, but Necrofa can just go away. <laughs> I want a baby dragon. Yeah, like, uh, remember Auntie Auntie Yaga initially talked about uh, the Miscons having a baby dragon. Uh, <gasps> that's right. That's the weapon, yeah. the pet dragon. <gasps> That's what we thought the spectral thing would hatch, but no. So what's, where's the baby dragon coming into play? Maybe it is a baby because it's just been hatched, even though it's fully grown. Maybe it'll get bigger. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. They get a pet dragon. It'll be so oh, yeah, cute. I guess that could just be a baby. Yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting. They, they, the show would do something like that. So um, you see see what happens to Spectre. And yeah, I love Twin Stars Unite. Um, I think it's like just below the top tier of episodes, but um, still really great. Uh, very excited for... Next week's finale, which is the Dragon's Rage, uh, yeah. See, what we're considering the season two finale based off of the writing structure of the show, and uh, we'll have coverage next week. Let us know what you thought of Dragon's Rage. Listen, you thought of our, uh, let's you thought of the Twin Stars Unite, our uh, forty-minute discussion on the twist that happens, and uh, leave comments on YouTube on our website overlyanimated.com, and of course, join us on Discord to talk everything about it at overlyanimated.com/discord. Uh, bunch of uh bunch of finale speculation and stuff happening and uh yeah very excited for um I- i've been ho- holding off on getting into one of the titles uh in season three because uh we have a better things to speculate about for now but uh also speculation about uh some season three episodes all, all that at our <laughs> discord join us there to talk mr guns and uh consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash overly animated thank you very much to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast hope aka katara and thanks as always to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex andy and hugh check out overlyanimated.com for a bunch of uh podcasts uh that we miss guns our only current show but we got star podcast in there there's some um adventure time rewatch stuff from alex find all that at overlyanimated.com thank you very much guys for listening we will see you next time bye bye but oh um just <laughs> i just missed the bye. say bye say bye bye <laughs>